Hi everyone, my name is Mariah, and welcome back to Reeking with Rhetoric. If you haven't heard one of these episodes before, this is basically a podcast where I sit down and I try to take a look at the rhetoric in our day-to-day lives. What things around us are trying to make us think and believe. I promise it's more interesting than that. Well, I try to make it more interesting than just that, but I guess we'll just have to see. In this episode, I wanted to take a stab at children's movies. I think it's safe to say that, other than your family and friends, the media you consume as a child has a giant part in how you interact and look at the world around you. I think a kid that primarily grew up on, well, uh, Scooby-Doo would have a very different outlook on the world than a kid that grew up with a lot of Simpsons or Futurama. These different morals and lessons you learn from TV and movies are pretty big for impressionable minds. The first movie I really want to take a look at is one that was constantly playing at my cousin's house when I went over. And that's The Brave Little Toaster. I want to take a quick second to say I will be talking about scenes from The Brave Little Toaster, if you've never seen it. It's very cute, and it's a very great movie. Please go watch it. Uh, It's made me cry way more often than I would like to admit. Um, But the basic plot summary is that this group of abandoned appliances go out and try to reunite with their young owner, uh, the child of the family that has abandoned them. The movie is really interesting because it can be pretty dark and explores ideas and concepts that I don't think a lot of people would believe children could understand or process, but it handles things like mortality and empathy in such a way I think children do understand, or at least that it gets embedded into their little minds and when they'll look back they'll be like, oh, yeah, and they'll recognize it and sort of grow. Um. Early on in the movie, there is a scene where um, it's like their first night camping out, and there's a character named Blanky, and he's like a little electric Blanky. He's very cute, and he's trying to like cuddle up to the other characters, and they keep pushing him away. They're like, you know, no, I don't want to do that. Get away from me. He's very much the black sheep of the group, and they hurt Blanky's feelings. And the other, you know, appliances that do hurt his feelings just brush it off. And so the next day, they're, like, running through this field, and they have this nice sing-along. And the toaster comes across a flower. And the flower sees the toast, like, sees its reflection in the toaster. And it, like, is moving around like it wants to hug. And the toaster kind of gets a little freaked out. And he backs away real fast and he's like no 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 it's just a reflection like I'm not a flower but you know the flower doesn't really understand and so the toaster kind of runs he runs off he gets kind of freaked out he runs off and when he looks back the flower has wilted um and it loses one of its petals and you know the flower dies from heartbreak and I remember as a kid not really understanding death or mortality but feeling so sad you know and knowing that and looking at the face of the toaster when it realizes that you know his actions impacted the flower that way um you can tell that like this really affected the toaster and like what he did not only affected the flower but him and and then you have a couple scenes later um Blanky gets abducted by these mice and the toaster goes and saves him and you know the blank 
Blinky thanks him. He's like, well, you know, you always saved me. Uh, you know, you saved the picture, the last picture of our master. And then later that night, Blinky makes himself a tent for some of the other appliances to huddle under because they end up getting really cold. And the toaster makes a point to thank Blinky. And the, one of the other appliances, Lamp, is like, you know, hey, why, why are you being so nice? And the toaster explains why. And I really want to hear, want you guys to hear that clip. So let's take a listen. What's this thing with you in the blanket? What thing? You know, all of a sudden you're being so darn nice to him all of a sudden. Oh, that. Well, I was just thinking and I got this feeling that I should be nicer to him for a change, you know? Now I feel better. Wow, that's weird. What's weird about it? I don't know. I mean, you were never this nice to him before. And now all of a sudden you're nice to him all the time, and I don't know. I'm, uh, I'm just trying to understand, trying to figure out, you know, exactly what it all means. Well, it's kind of hard to describe. It's like being next to a new loaf of bread. What I really like about this audio clip is that you really get this emotional explanation from, you know, the toaster in such a simplistic way. That children can understand uh, at that age children are very self-motivated it's just kind of how their brains are wired and they don't really understand empathy um, why you should do things because they make people feel better you know why you shouldn't do other things because they make people people feel bad they don't understand the concept of putting yourself in someone else's shoes so instead of trying to base it on empathy uh, what they did was kind of flip it instead of putting the focus on the other person they put the focus on the toaster uh why does the toaster act nice to blanky well because it makes the toaster feel good it makes the toaster feel like he's sitting next to a new loaf of bread and what do you feel when you encounter a new loaf of bread you feel warmth new bread is warm so the rhetoric that the brave little toaster is really pushing is you know, be nice to people because it makes you feel good. And they use the rhetorical, you know, strategy of similes to kind of push this further. The warmth of the new bread is like the warmth of the good feeling you get when you're nice to someone, when you help someone in need. I think this lesson of empathy framed this way for children is very important um, just to push that lesson into their little brains so they understand what empathy is as they grow. Uh, and we definitely want, you know, more empathetic people as time goes on, just so we have a better, more understanding society. Unfortunately, that's all I really have time to talk about today. Uh, thank you so much for sitting and listening to me ramble about this very important scene, uh, to me at least, from The Brave Little Toaster and how I think it pushes this rhetoric of, you know, empathizing with people and being nice because it makes you feel good, not just because it's good for the other person. Um, yeah. Thank you so much, and see you in the next episode. Bye-bye.